All right. We're doing it. We're doing it, guys. My name is Carl Johnson. Thank you for listening to this. This is my new podcast, Maybe Some Other Time. If you're listening to this, we're probably already friends, or you watched my Zoom podcast on Facebook and Instagram called Comedy Project, untitled, really, where I talked to mostly Michigan comedians. And now we're back. We're doing it again, but it's going to be more structured, and I'm going to talk to comedians from all over the place. Probably mostly Michigan comedians, but that's fine, right? If you don't know who I am, I am a comic from Michigan. I've been doing it for over 10 years. And that last podcast that you maybe watched got me through quarantine. It really did. It was one of the few things to look forward to where I sat down with comics a couple days a week. And it was medicine for me, you know, because we can't do stand up right now. Although clubs are starting to open back up here in Michigan. How long, right? Today is February 6th, the day before the Super Bowl. So, I mean, we still got a little ways to go in this, you know? But we're not going to talk about that. That's We're listening to this to forget about that, <laughs> all right? So, ah, today's a good day. I'm excited for today. I am finally getting my PlayStation 5 today. It's on its way. It's going to be here today. I'm following all the tracking updates. Let me tell you something. Even if you're not a gamer, all right, you're going to understand this. It's been an obsession for me the last four to five weeks trying to get this PlayStation 5. It's been ridiculous. It's been a distraction for me. That's what it's been. That's the, I don't get obsessed about things, all right? But because of what's going on, I had to throw myself into something. And I've been setting alarms for Twitter updates and notifications to go to my phone. I've been waking up at fucking 6 a.m. to see if Target drops some PlayStation 5s so I can get them online real quick. It's been crazy. I've been watching YouTube videos for updates. I watched, a, I watched this guy two or three times a day. He would upload a video. And I don't have to watch him anymore. And I'm so thankful for that now because he still has his Christmas tree up. What are we doing, bud? It's February 6th right now. Take your Christmas tree down. The videos would be like 12 minutes long and they really only needed to be like three minutes. You know, he would just, he would say 105 words when all he needed was 17. You know, it was just get to the point. But how... Why would I expect you to edit your video when you won't even take down your Christmas tree? So that's on me, you know? How dare me, <laughs> you know? Uh, what's happened lately? Um, you know, Morgan Wallen, who's like this big-time country star, I guess, got in trouble for saying the N-word. That happened a couple days ago. You mean to tell me a guy with a mullet said the N-word? Really? Come on. My favorite thing is, I think this guy's 28, I think. He's 27 or 28. He's one of those two. And he came out and he apologized. He said, I need to do better, you know? Look, dude, you don't get to... No. Second chances. I'm all for second chances. But you you don't get to say the N-word at 28 and then get a second chance, all right? I've said some harsh things when I was a dumb kid, you know? When I was a... I remember specifically... Being in middle school, 
saying the F word, you know, the one that rhymes with maggot. I remember saying that to friends all the time until my stepbrother pulled me aside and explained what it really meant. Never said it again. So I'm pretty sure Morgan Wallen knows what that word means. He's 28. You don't say that word. It's crazy. You don't, I don't think he could, I don't, he's not coming back from that. And I'm not like into the cancel culture, but dude, you gotta know. You can, especially the times we're in right now. Come on, man. Ugh. And I guess he was drunk. Even worse though. Even worse, right? Because we, <laughs> when you're drunk, that's when the worst things come out. That's when the truth comes out, how you really feel, you know? Ah, brutal. By the way, he said that word with confidence, all right? This was, this wasn't his first rodeo. That awful choice of words, by the way. Uh, bad pun. <laughs> if we're just going by the music and his haircut, it was probably his 200th rodeo. I mean, he said this word before. He wasn't, like, this was, This wasn't the audition to play the racist character. Like, he he was that character, you know? He wasn't, he didn't say the word and then was like, right guys? <laughs> like he, he's said it many times before. Let's not be fooled by that. And here's the thing. If it was an audition, the casting director would have been like, that's, uh, that's a bit much. Uh, if you could just bring it, bring it down a notch. You seem very comfortable right now. You know? Sad thing is, is I'm sure like half the people that listen to his music were like, yeah, man, I say that word too. You know? And then the other half of people were just, they like bad music, you know? So, <laughs> I don't know. And another thing is, like, it's never, he has, trust me when I say he's probably had, he probably has a lot of white friends that say that word. Anytime a celebrity has ever said that word and they're white, it's never gone well. It's never gone well. And I don't like the whole teachable moment excuse either. Like, well, now we can teach this person that they need to learn about racism. How do you not know about racism or what that word means at the age of 28? Especially with what has been going on the past couple years. You have to do your research. You have to know what that word means. It's not just a word. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not. I know I've said dumb shit in the past. But the difference is I wasn't a 28-year-old man when I said it. So you gotta you gotta know better, man. And you what is what what a stereotype to play into, right? As a country music artist, of course it would be a country music artist, right? And you know he's had friends probably pull him to the side and be like, well, you can't yell it, you know? <laughs> Jeez. Ah, uh, man. If you haven't figured it out yet, this is going to be a solo episode, just me. And uh, this will be the only episode like that, and it's going to be a shorter episode because I don't have the confidence to talk by myself for a long period of time without immediate feedback. You know what I mean? If you have a podcast and you do it by yourself and you can make it listenable for like a long period of time, congratulations. Not easy to do. Not easy at all. I will say I'm going to be at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase on February 26th and February 27th. I'll be there um, as long as they stay open. Right now, there's a GoFundMe page. If you Google GoFundMe Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, they are raising money because if they close again, 
they might have to close for good. And that would be heartbreaking for me and a lot of comedians. I mean, it's like a second home. That would be the second club that have that's closed in six years. Heartbreaking. But they're trying to raise $25,000. And right now they've raised 18000 I think, at right this point. So that's great. That's amazing. So, and they're doing a couple charity shows. Uh, and I think they're going to get there. I think they'll be okay. But man, oof, that would be rough. Anyway, switching gears here. I, uh, I had a friend recently, a comedian friend, call me. Uh, I'm not going to mention this person's name. And without a doubt, this person is one of the best comics in the state. It's not even an argument. Comedians here would agree with that. It's not even an argument. They've been doing it for about eight or nine years. This person called me because they have a uh, weekend coming up at a club and they're hosting for like the third or fourth time at the club. Hosting. But they're going to do the gig because, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic and people need to make money. And that's why they're going to do it. Um, And it really bothers me because this person uh, has recently started headlining Still doing a lot of featuring, which is what happens when you do stand-up. You go from – once you start headlining, you're still featuring, you know? If you don't know what feature is, there's three there's three positions at a, a comedy show most of the time. It's MC, feature, headliner. I mainly feature. I'm starting to do a little headlining too, but mainly featuring. This person's in the same boat as I am, okay? But this person just headlined a premier club about six weeks ago. All right. And this club is a C club. It's not even like that great of a club here in Michigan. It's a C club. And the booker apparently doesn't know how good this person is. And this person was insulted, you know, that they were asked to host like the third or fourth time. Look, if you're going to be the booker of a comedy club, at least know the talent in your state. Do your fucking job. That's all. Your job is to book talent. And to book talent, you have to know the talent. So I'm more outraged by this than I think the person is. <laughs> like, they called me to vent about it. But I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is crazy. I've looked at the lineups at the club. This person is better than a lot of the comics that are featuring that club and some that are even headlining the club. And it and still being booked to host there. This person has an album out. It's one of the best albums uh, in Michigan, by the way. It's a great comedy album. And they're on serious radio. <laughs> and they're hosting. Get what is happening right now. I was so mad that I was pleading to, I was asking the person to, to let me reach out to uh, a couple people in the scene and they could maybe connect with this booker and tell them. And this person is so sweet that they were like, Dad, don't, don't do that. You know, I, but I, I, uh, man, all right, I'm going to get off that because that's very, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get worked up again. I don't need to be. I don't need to be worked up, you know? By the way, as I'm doing this episode, I can hear from across the room my dog's belly just 
sounds like fireworks going off in her belly. Like she's just, she has acid reflux disease. Sweetest dog ever though. And I remember when I got her, she's four now. When I got her, she was a puppy and she had no issues until she turned one years old and one year old, one year, Carl, it's not plural yet. It's one. Um, and, and I took her to the vet cause she was vomiting six to seven times a week after she turned one. And I was like, this is excessive. Dogs are supposed to vomit, but this is a bit much. And I took her to the vet and the vet was like, have you given her chicken and rice yet? Give her some chicken and rice to calm her stomach down. I was like, absolutely. I'll do that. I paid $80 for the doctor to tell me to give her chicken and rice. I did that. She vomited out the chicken and rice. Then I took her back about a week later. And I paid another $80 for the vet again to tell me more chicken and rice. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to be like, do you even work here? Like, do you? Wow. And I gave her more chicken and rice and she vomited again. And then I was like, I'm not taking her back a third time. So I'm going to figure this out myself. And I delve deep into the corners of the internet to figure it out for myself. To come to the conclusion that I think this is acid reflux disease. So I got her some pills, some anti-acid pills. She gets those like one, one a day. And I make sure that she doesn't have an empty stomach for like more than 10 hours. And I know that sounds like I don't feed her. That's not, that's not true. She's also a picky eater. Picky eater with acid reflux disease. The worst combination ever. Then she starts limping a few years back. Like two years back maybe. And I take her to the same vet. I don't know why. <laughs> and the vet was like, let me see you walk with her. And I, I walk with her and she's limping. And then they bring her in and uh, they they bring out an x-ray. Take some x-rays, bring out an x-ray. And I don't, first of all, I don't know how to read an x-ray. I don't. I have no clue. Can you Photoshop an x-ray? <laughs> I, I have trust issues with this vet now, you know? And she's like, you can see like the torn ligament here. And she goes, you know what's going to help this dog? And I screamed, uh, chicken and rice? And she was like, what? Because it was <laughs> same vet, different doctor. She had no clue what I was talking about, you know? <laughs> and uh, But I was hoping that it was actually chicken and rice that would work this time because it would be better than paying $1,500 to two grand to, give, to get surgery, you know? Uh, now she's not limping anymore. Hasn't limped in quite some time. So I don't know what's going on with her. I think I might eventually take her to my uh, my cousin's vet because, you know, I think they know what they're doing. I just, uh, she doesn't seem like she's in pain at all. She's jumping around, running around. You can't even tell anything's wrong with her. So I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll have to play it day by day and see what happens. Maybe eventually I'll take her when things calm down, you know. But but look, I really appreciate you guys uh, listening to this. Uh, I'll have a guest on next week and then a guest on the following week and so on and so on. There'll be longer episodes, segments, more structured. Uh, I'll have a, a theme song from a friend that's making one for me and some artwork pretty soon here. But for now, this is just an intro. You know, I hope you listen to this. I hope you like it. And uh I hope you listen next week. And if you don't, maybe some other time.